from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, December 9th, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. The number of Ohioans hospitalized with COVID-19 has increased significantly. The state health department says there are more than 1,200 people hospitalized with COVID, although not all are there necessarily because of COVID. That's up 373 from about two weeks ago. 169 are in intensive care compared to 115 two weeks ago. The health department says about 500 people in Ohio have died of COVID over the past two months. A man was critically injured after a shooting stemming from a road rage incident on Interstate 70 on the east side of Columbus at about noon today. The shooting happened about four miles east of downtown. Columbus police say the man, a woman, and two children were in the car when it was struck by gunfire, injuring the man. They were able to safely pull off the interstate onto a city street. Police say they're looking for a red sedan. Ten months after being detained in Russia on drug charges, an American is back home after a prisoner swap involving an international arms dealer. ONN's Tracy Townsend reports. WNBA star Brittany Griner arrived back home in the U.S. at around 6 o'clock this morning after being involved in a high-level prisoner swap with Russia. Ohio's U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown spoke about Griner's release. The Democrat says he appreciates President Biden's efforts to bring Griner and Paul Whelan home. The job's not done. Paul Whelan, who is a member of the military, is also being imprisoned in Russia. We, we need to continue to work to get him free. But this is good news. Senator Brown says the Biden administration is doubling down on efforts to bring Whelan home. I'm Tracy Townsend. Whelan is from southeastern Michigan. He's been held in Russia for four years and was sentenced to 16 years in prison there, accused of spying. Ohio's Republican U.S. Senator Rob Portman is winding down his time in office and delivered a farewell speech on the Senate floor yesterday. He talked about his successor, fellow Republican J.D. Vance. J.D. has an impressive background of service in our military and in the private sector. I know he wants to make a difference in the lives of Ohio workers and families, and I look forward to watching him in action here in the Senate. I know what it's like to be in public service with young children, so I want to wish J.D., his wife Usha, and their three kids well. Jane and I support you both. Portman also talked about his Democratic counterpart, Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown. Over the past 12 years, I've worked well with my colleague and friend from Ohio, Senator Sherrod Brown, on issues important to our state. Sherrod, we've canceled each other's votes out many times on the floor of the Senate, uh, but we've also figured out how to work together. And I'm proud of the work we've done on issues that are important to Ohio, like the Great Lakes, trade enforcement, addiction, and important judicial nominations like the district court judge we just confirmed this afternoon. And Portman said, I'm told by my staff today that as of this week, over the past 12 years, there are 195 bills that I have authored or co-authored that have been signed into law. By definition, almost all are bipartisan and the product of the back and forth that leads to that common ground. Portman was a senator for 12 years and also served 13 years in the House as a congressman from Cincinnati, and he served positions with both President Bush administrations. A bill at the Ohio State House would set licensing standards for surgical assistance. Owen and Steve Vaughn says right now there are no standards. Butler County State Representative Sarah Carruthers says she was stunned to find out there are no regulations for surgical assistance. I have to admit to you that when I learned that pretty much anyone could assist on an open heart surgery, or for that matter, any surgery, a, a surgical assistant, with little or no training or experience, I found that a tad terrifying. House Bill 196 would require a license, minimum education requirements, and a two-year renewal process for anyone assisting a surgery in Ohio. 
It passed the House last week and is now in front of the Senate. Steve Vaughn. ONN. In Washington yesterday, the House passed legislation that, among other things, would require all states to recognize same-sex marriages performed in other states. It's a measure made to protect those marriages should the U.S. Supreme Court strike down same-sex marriage and leave it up to the states. Here's ONN's Yolanda Harris. The Respect for Marriage Act had bipartisan support in the House, with 39 Republicans joining all Democrats in the vote. The House vote comes after the Senate passed the bill 61 to 36. The bill now heads to President Biden's desk for his signature. Four Ohio Republicans in the House supported that measure. Mike Carey of Columbus, Mike Turner of Dayton, Anthony Gonzalez, Gonzalez of Rocky River and Dave Joyce of Chagrin Falls. A former Cincinnati deportation officer is behind bars charged with sex trafficking. The Department of Justice says 51-year-old Andrew Golobik sexually assaulted numerous women who were seeking asylum under his supervision. If convicted, he could get life in prison. Kenneth Parker, U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Ohio, says this alleged behavior cannot be tolerated. We cannot have that individuals in position of authority using that authority to take advantage of, of persons who are in the most vulnerable vulnerable positions in society. Golobik was employed as a deportation officer with ICE from 2006 to 2020 and was assigned to the office in Blue Ash, Ohio. Toledo Mayor Wade Kapsikavich has presented his budget proposal for next year, checking in at more than $300 million. Uh, for the first time in 20 years, we're growing the size of the police force, uh, fix over 1,200 sidewalks. We're going to demolish uh, over 1,000 of the worst vacant blighted structures in our city. We're going to uh, fix um, a record-setting amount of roads. Toledo City Council has until the end of March to discuss and approve a budget. The head of the state's largest school district, Columbus Superintendent Talisa Dixon, is retiring at the end of the school year. Regina Fuentes is a spokesperson for the Columbus Education Association. I would hope that the district really uh, um, considers including parents and um, teachers actively in the selection of the next superintendent so we can make sure that we get someone who is doing what is best for our students. Dixon had just signed her second three-year contract with the district this year. It started in August. Her salary is just over a quarter million dollars per year. A pair of inmates who escaped from the Lorraine Medina community-based correctional facility in Illyria earlier this week have been captured. The men with records for burglary and possession of drugs broke a window and got out Wednesday evening. Ski season is getting underway. Snow trails open today thanks to the use of their snowmaking machines. The resort is beginning its 62nd season just south of Mansfield. To the northwest of Columbus, Mad River Mountain in Bell Fountain is projecting opening a week from tomorrow. That resort is celebrating its 60th season this year. Also planning to open a week from tomorrow, Boston Mills and Brandywine, located between Akron and Cleveland. The man behind Grandpa's Cheese Barn. Advertised with a big sign along I-71 between Cleveland and Columbus, has died. Paul Baum was 93. The original business near Ashland opened in 1978. There's also one in Norton and one in Fairlawn. A longtime Salvation Army member in Cleveland is finishing 41 years of service with that church and charitable organization, ringing the red kettle bell. Major Thomas Applin is holding his final kettle shift this afternoon at a Walmart in North Olmsted. Former University of Cincinnati head football coach Luke Fickle, who is headed to Wisconsin, 
posted a thank you letter to Cincinnati on Twitter yesterday for the support he's had in the Queen City. He took Cincinnati to the college football playoffs last year where they fell to Alabama. The Cleveland Browns play at Cincinnati Sunday. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow is 0-4 against Cleveland in his career. Why? They got really good players. Um, we and we haven't executed to up to our ability, so um, we're going to have to execute the game plan to to the best of our ability and put, you know, move the ball, put put points on the board, and keep their offense off the field. The game starts Sunday at 1 p.m. Special thanks to our affiliates, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.